From burning man to burning men, we are taking a look at the destruction in the desert and the attempted teardown of masculinity, which, as you can see, I am so not here for. We are also celebrating one of the greatest days of the year, the start of the NFL season. Let's go. And just like that, good morning, everybody. Can you believe it? The day is here. The launch of Outkick the Morning hosted by yours truly, Charlie Arnold. And listen up, uh, I have a very special guest joining me in just a few minutes, none other than UFC President Dana White. But before we get any further, please, everybody, do not forget, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with me every single day. And do me a favor, spread the good word. Tell your parents, tell your friends, tell your classmates, tell anybody sitting next to you because we want the show to be as great as it possibly can be. Now, as far as today's premiere, by no mistake, it lands on one of my favorite days of the year. Might as well be a holiday. It's the start of the NFL season, AKA the season of men being men. And football fans, including us women, we are obsessed about this testosterone filled game. It is by far the most popular sport in America. And I mean, come on, what screams masculinity more than beefed up guys running full speed at each other with the goal of smashing their opponent to the ground? I kid, well, Kind of. Uh, I say all this because masculinity truly gets a bad rap these days. I mean, check out the Barbie movie if you want a perfect example of that. <sighs> Poor Ken, he never stood a chance. You know, and I keep hearing people rant about toxic masculinity. Interestingly, though, enough, it never seems to be used in the most extreme cases, but rather in the most trivial. So I wanted to get to the bottom of why the idea of toxic masculinity exists and what it even really means. So I headed out to Washington Square Park right here in New York City and here's what I learned. Do you believe in the concept of toxic masculinity? Um, I think that masculinity itself is like a toxic thing and that the gender binary is pretty toxic. It's here, but there's also, you know, positive masculinity. Being a man gets a bad rap these days. Do you believe in toxic masculinity? Yes. Well, why such a cook yes to I that? I just heard the word men and toxic, and I kind of just agreed quite quickly. Tell me how to define toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Ooh. I feel like if it gets to a point, it can get to a point where it's... I don't know how to explain this. If Here's how I say it. If you're a douchebag, you're a douchebag. It yeah. has nothing to do with being masculine. Right, there's good people everywhere. It doesn't matter what group you're in. I think that's just... So is this a concept that we should just do away with? If you're going to talk about toxic masculinity, you may as well talk about toxic femi uh, feminism. Why haven't we heard the phrase toxic femininity, yet everyone's yelling about toxic masculinity? I I, I don't know. I, I, certainly women are, are capable of it. Uh, I would say that society in itself is shaped around men. Uh, the healthcare system, the financial system, everything like that is shaped around the idea of what it's like to be in these systems as a man, specifically a white man. So my final question is, having said all this, is toxic masculinity hot? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. The girl said what she said, and I say to her, preach, sister, because yes, toxic masculinity, it's hot. Uh, because it doesn't exist. Uh, if you're a bad person, you're a bad person, and that is not embedded in masculinity. Just like we can all admit that toxicity is not embedded in femininity. So here's what I say. 
It's time to do away with this label once and for all, and I think we should celebrate all the good men out there, the fathers, the grandfathers. Also, my very first guest right here on Outkick the Morning, UFC President Dana White, who I had the pleasure of catching up with earlier today. Well, Dana, welcome to the show. I'm so appreciative of you taking your time. Of course, I'm so excited to have you on here as my very first guest. And obviously, as you know, I have tons of respect for you uh, for so many different reasons. And you wear so many different hats and you wear them well. You are an entrepreneur, you're a businessman, you're a husband, you're a father. And I feel like all of those roles, they come with a lot of inherent pressures as it is. Uh, but it seems like more and more every day, uh, just like I think women experience, I think men also are experiencing the same thing where they're having more pressures placed on their shoulders day by day. Do you feel like the expectations for men have changed in the past couple of years? I don't know. I, I mean, I love the pressure. I love everything about what, what goes along with being you know, an entrepreneur, a father, you know, and all the other things that, that, that uh, a man is. So it, it's hard for me to answer those kind of questions because I love every minute of it. I love, I love problems. I love chaos. I love solving problems. So um, this is, being a man is right up my alley. <laughs> It is right up your alley, uh, and especially so because you are surrounded by what I would call probably the manliest of men also on a daily basis. I mean, we'll just look at your career trajectory. You started boxing yourself when you were 17. You've been in the fight business since beginning a few years after that. And as we all know, fighters, they are a different breed. Uh, but have you noticed any changes in fighters uh, as time has gone by, whether it be in their reason for wanting to fight, their motivation, their attitudes, anything like that? No, I think that, you know, when, when you're a fighter, you're born that way. You have this, this special thing that nobody else has. Um, when you look at the people that can actually make it to the UFC and compete here, let alone stay here for a while or become a world champion, they are wired differently than every other human on earth. Um, a lot of people like to say, oh, you know, let's step in the cage. Let's do this. Very few people actually have the guts and the talent to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the UFC is, is a really special place. Uh, I, I know that from working there. Uh, I believe that from talking to everyone else working there, they believe the same thing. And uh, really, the world is a crazy place. Uh, I think during COVID, we all especially realize that. And uh, no one really sees that more than you, the position that you're in. Uh, I saw you put up a photo on your Instagram uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, at what point did you realize that you had to push back against all of the things that you knew did not align with your beliefs? That's what I always do. I, I, I always do. I don't just accept, um, oh, we're going to do this or this is going to change the COVID thing. I never got it. I, nev I, I never got it. You know, to, to uh, be so terrified of something that you're, you're, you're afraid to even try is, is not what this country was built on. It's definitely not the way that I'm wired. And, uh, Thank God my entire team felt the same way and we just smashed right through COVID. Yeah, and, and the thought of it might, you know, maybe coming back or at least some mandates coming back, does that at all make your wheels start spinning a certain way in your head or are you just going to forge forward the same way you've been doing since 2020? Maybe I'm naive, but I find it very hard to believe that people will fall for this a second time. You know, fool me once, you know the saying, you know, it, they didn't even fool me once. 
So they're, they're definitely not getting me twice. And uh, but but if the rest of the country falls for this again, it just gets to the point where it's like, you know, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to take care of my people, my fighters, my, my circle that I have to take care of. I will figure out and take care of. And then if the rest of the world wants to fall for this and, you know, lose their businesses, you know, and the list goes on and on of all the things that that, that, that you know, trickle down from, from, from this happening. I, I don't even know how to help you or what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen a couple of mandates take place. I mean, there was one at a university that they required two weeks worth of mask wearing in Atlanta, uh, not a couple, not even, I think it was just a couple of days ago, they ended up shutting that down. Do you think there's any chance that they try to shut down the world of sports again? Is that even a remote possibility to you? I, I didn't think it could happen the first time. So, I mean, I, I just can't see people falling for this again and doing it again. Um, you know, and, and, and if schools are requiring that you wear masks, you take your kids out of that school immediately. And so there's plenty of schools out there and send them to another school. If there's places that you work, that are, then you get another job. I, I just, I don't even know what to say to this. If this is really what's going to happen, good luck to everybody. Yeah, I'm on the exact same page as you. I know a lot of people who are on this exact same page. And one of the reasons that people really look to you and I think can relate to you is because you speak so authentically, uh, just as you are right now. Uh, and I think that that really reflects onto the UFC as well. I mean, you have several fighters under your watch right now. Um, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, um, Sean Strickland, just to name a few of them. Uh, why is it so important for you to make sure that there are no censors put on your fighters? Well, listen, these are all grown men and women, and, and we're in the fight business. And, and life is hard. Life is hard. People are mean sometimes. Things happen. Toughen up. You know what I mean? If I start policing people for what they say in the fight business, it, it, it's just ridiculous. They, you know, free speech is a real thing. It's something that I'm a big believer in. You might not like what people say all the time, but too bad. Not everybody's going to say things that you like, and sometimes people are mean, and sometimes people say nasty things. Suck it up. Deal with it. Um, if you can't deal with, with, with mean things being said to you or whatever the, 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 the free speech may be, you're going to have a very rough life. Yeah, and there are far worse things we, we know that can happen than have someone say something hurtful to you. Uh, someone I 100%. think that we all can look up to uh, is former President Trump. I know you have a very close relationship with them. That's been ongoing for decades now. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how you two met. Uh, I would love for you to share the story and then also just explain why your relationship with, relationship with them is, is still so important to this day. Yeah, so we met because when we first bought the UFC, none of the venues wanted the UFC. The UFC had a horrible stigma attached to it that we were trying to um, obviously change and turn this thing into a real sport, get it sanctioned, but venues didn't want us. Now we break every venue record in the world. Back then, venue records, uh, venues didn't want us. Trump, think about it too. At that time, the Trump brand was here. UFC brand was, you know, uh, where it was. And this guy saw it. He got it. He wanted us to come to his hotel. He showed up for the first fight, stayed the last fight, both times that we, uh, we did an event with him. And then after that, Everything that ever happened to me in my career after that, he was the first person to reach out, whether it was a phone call or uh, one time he wrote me a letter on the cover of the New York Times when we got a story in the New York Times. 
just saying congratulations. I always knew you were going to do it. And through that, he and I have created a friendship. He's always been incredibly loyal to me and good to me. And I've been the same. Yeah, and it's so interesting because we've seen him attend a couple of UFC events events recently. And, oh, my gosh, the fanfare. I mean, the excitement, the energy that he stirs up in these sold-out arenas is just insane. Yeah, I think that, that, that right now in these times that we're in, some of the things that we're talking about, UFC, the fans, the, uh, the fighters, the staff, everybody's pretty aligned. I wouldn't say that we're all equal politically because that's impossible to be politically equal with with everybody you know many things about me i i, I was an old school democrat at, at one point you know i i was a democrat i wouldn't consider myself a hardcore republican i'm right down the middle and i'm about common sense i'm all mm-hmm. for common sense as soon as common sense goes out the window you lose me you know what i mean so um i think that that you know as a whole the ufc base are, are very much aligned in many ways yeah uh, common sense is a theme that we like to keep on going here at outkick so you know i've always appreciated you from that aspect uh one thing that i think wasn't dealt with so much common sense was the situation in lahaina uh i know that you know our current president took uh, his sweet time getting down there uh but the ufc fortunately was there to provide some relief for the wildfires uh, that caused so much damage to the entire island I know donating a million dollars up front. Uh, is this a cause that you would say is really close to your heart? And how successful has this campaign been so far, Dana? Yes, first of all, as an American, you know, if anything happens in any state in America, you know, if you own a business, a successful business, you should support, um, number one. Number two, Hawaii, you know, everybody in America loves Hawaii. Everybody wants to go there. Everybody wants to take a vacation to Hawaii. Um, and the people there are incredible. They've been very good to the UFC, huge supporters of the UFC. Um, athletes have come from Hawaii. We love Hawaii. Like like the shirts that we're selling right now that say to, to support Hawaii. Um, we, love, we love them over there, and, and we're going to do everything we can to help. Uh, yeah, and, and coming back uh, to your social media, which I know we touched on earlier, there was a guy, uh, and, you know, Coming, coming, coming back to a, a little bit closer to home uh, in Maine. You're at your home in Maine. There was a man who you showed video of trying to kick down your door in the middle of the night, and you yeah. said, "Someone help me find this guy." Uh, you know, obviously you were really fired up about it. I gotta know, did you find him? What happened with that? Yeah, we got him. Uh, Levant law enforcement. I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement and military too. They were all over this thing. You know, I went to bed that night. That guy woke up famous the next morning and, and everybody was looking for him. And I saw some stuff that that cracks me up online about my statement that I made about it. they're like, this guy's so arrogant about people. Oh, oh, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be whatever. When people break into your house. Yeah, you break into my house. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get your ass. And you know what? We're going to we're going to do everything we can to make sure that you don't break into other people's houses. Uh, in the neighborhood or, or whatever it is. Just this this whole nutty concept that, oh, people should be able to walk into stores and walk out whenever they want, and they should be able to, uh, you know, human life means more than your property and all this nuttiness that's going mm-hmm. on right now. Let me tell you what, you, you show up to somebody's house and try to steal what they've worked hard for, 
You're going to get what you deserve. And they're lucky they were a week. He was a week late. Because a week earlier, there were some guys in that house that they, that he wouldn't want to answer the door when he was trying to kick the door in. So he got lucky. Wow. Okay. Do you, have you like? Do you know what happened to him? Is he in jail? What happened? I feel like no yeah, one gets. He, he got arrested. No one's. No one. Go, yeah, he, got people arrested get arrested and... now. No one stays in jail. Well, that, that state, thank God, is still different. He got arrested and he's being charged uh, with a couple of different things: uh, trespassing and uh, I don't. I can't remember what the other one was, but he, he got charged with a couple of things that aren't going to be fun. And like I said, everybody in the state knows that this guy tried to, you know, break into a house. So. It, it just it's it's uh it's it's crazy. I don't know how you think you're gonna go to my house. You think I don't have cameras in my house? And you don't think that did I did he know it was your house? house? Hmm. Well, it was one of my guest houses. Yeah, I have a big property up there, and and uh, he was trying to break into one of the houses on my property. There were people staying there. My my sister and her husband and some of their friends were up there. A week before that, I had a real crew up there. If oh, this man. guy was trying to kick the door down, he would have not liked that door to be answered. He'd have been in, he'd have been in more trouble than he would have been with the police. Wow. How quickly, uh, because I want to touch on, uh, on something else you put on your social media, but how quickly is it when you put something up? Uh, because I know you do these call to actions, not frequently, but every so often. How fast are you generally able to locate something or someone once you put it on your social media? It's so fast, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, listen, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, 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 uh, in social media. I love social media. I think it's the greatest uh, marketing tool of all time. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, you could talk about all the negatives and positives. If you have, if your feelings are hurt easily and uh, you, you don't like people saying mean things to you, you should probably stay far away from social media. But I, I embrace all of it. You know, you know not everybody's going to love you on social media and love what you do and love what you say. Um, so you got to take the good with the bad. And uh, I embrace all of it. I embrace the hate. I love the hate. Um, the hate fires me up. Bring it. Um, I, yes. The, I'm a big, <laughs> big lover of social media. The hate is great until you begin to be censored, uh, which unfortunately I feel like is happening to a lot of people. Hopefully not you. Um, I have a question, though, on that note, uh, because I know you are friendly with Mark Zuckerberg and then you know there's Elon Musk on the other hand who was like the biggest proponent of free speech in the world and there was at one point the I guess possibility that there was going to be a fight between the two of them at the apex I know that that has kind of gone in some different directions but if that fight were to go down would you feel comfortable putting your money on someone maybe not just for skill but who you would want to win that fight uh, listen, I like both guys. You know, one, one of the things that, that I try not to do is judge people by, you know, I don't want to be judged by my politics. I, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in what I believe in, and, and, and there's certain things that I feel a certain way about, and I don't judge people by theirs, you know. I don't know, uh, you know, exactly where all those guys stand. I don't get into that. How I uh, judge people is how they are with me and, and how we interact with each other. Um, so I like Mark a lot, and, and, and I like Elon. So um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who would. Let me let me tell you who would win in that fight would be uh, whatever <laughs> charities were picked to donate the money to. They would be the absolute winners because I think that thing would do a billion dollars in revenue, and they wanted ninety percent of that money to go to charity. So it would have been it would have been the biggest charity event ever held 
in history, especially for one night. And uh, you know, it would have it would have helped a lot of people. You think that it, there's still any chance of it ever happening, whether in conjunction with UFC or otherwise? I don't know. I, I never say never, but probably not. Oh, man. I, we were all really looking forward to that one, I know. Um, okay, and then the other thing I wanted to touch upon on your social media was you were on a mission, uh, I think it was last week, you wanted to find the hero who saved a boy from getting beat up by a group of teenagers. So did you also track him down? And I know you had a big plan to reward him for you know his Good Samaritan efforts. So tell me about what happened there. For those of you that didn't see it, the guy's name is Maurice Hardy. And he was going into the Outback Steakhouse to have dinner. And a mob was attacking a kid and beating him. This guy jumped out, ran out of line at Outback to go over there, get in the middle of this thing, and either save this kid's life or save him from permanent damage that, you know, more than likely would have happened to him. That guy, Maurice Hardy, is the superhero this country needs right now. And, you know, I, I watch these videos where people are getting beat, robbed, whatever's mm -hmm. happening to them, and there's a lot of videos of it. People are sitting there filming it, but nobody is helping. You know what I mean? And I think when you live in these states where, you know, the police aren't even helping you in some of these states, and the government definitely isn't helping you in some of these states, you know, it just creates this whole environment where people just watch horrible things happen to people. And Maurice Hardy, I can't say his name enough, is the superhero that we need right now. And, and, and I, I told him, I talked to him last week, him and the kid who was being attacked are invited to any UFC anywhere in the world. Whenever they wow. want to come, I will rock star these two. So have they reached out to you yet? Have they made a decision where they yep, want to yeah, go? Or have they... yep. Oh, yeah? They haven't picked the fight yet, but yeah, we've talked. That's, that's a big decision, right? They've got a lot of choices on their platter. I want them to pick the biggest and the best one anywhere in the world, no matter where it is. And, and, and I, I will blow their minds with the greatest vacation they've ever had. Yeah, uh, that's that's so special. Uh, you know what? I'm so thankful that you do that. And you know what? I'm so appreciative that you recognize law enforcement for what they do and, and unfortunately what they're not able to do in a lot of places right now. Um, so, you know, thankfully for guys like Maurice, that kid is able to live to see another day. And uh, now they get to come have fun with you at whatever UFC fight that they end up choosing. Um, Finally, on that note about UFC, UFC 293, just a couple of days away in Sydney, Australia. I take it they aren't choosing that one since it's so close. Uh, anything that you are big on heading into this weekend or you really you know, want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, we haven't been to Sydney in a long time. And uh, it's going to be great to get back there. This event is sold out. You know, when you, when you go to Europe and these other places, it's, it's some of the greatest crowd experiences of all mm -hmm. time for people who have never been able to um, to uh, to experience it, you know, it's a, it's a destination. It's one of those, like, bucket list things that you should do. But going into the fights, obviously the main event, I'm always going to talk about the main event, you know, Israel Adesanya and what he's accomplished in his career, going in and taking on Strickland. He's almost cleaned out the division, and there are other interesting things coming up the road for him. And then as far as other fights go, you know, Austin Lane and uh, Justin Tapa, uh, Austin is a former Jacksonville Jaguar, so it's always mm -hmm. fun when you get these type of fights, uh, and, and, you know, that's probably one of those fights that isn't going to go the distance.
Yeah, well, I have heard nothing but great things heading into this fight weekend. I've heard nothing but great things about the crowds in Sydney, Australia. UFC always puts on a fantastic show. I know UFC 293 is going to be absolutely no different. I cannot wait to watch. Dana, you are the absolute best. Thank you so, so, so much. And uh, there you go. You can uh, put this on your wall of honor. You are the very first guest on my new show. Congratulations, Charlie, on all your success. You deserve it. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. What a super cool first guest. I wonder, though, you think he's going to put it on his wall of honor that he was the first guest on the show? I don't know. Maybe we should outkick team. Let's get him a plaque together. Let's send it on over. Uh, this is something definitely to remember. Anyways, uh, it's a shame that we have to go from something so positive to something so negative. But it's time to talk Burning Man. Guys, for years, and I, I'm sure there's some of you out there that can relate to me. For years, I have dreaded the onslaught. We're in the middle of it right now. Of posts on social media that come after Burning Man from the burners. Uh, that's what they like to be called. Uh, they use hashtags like Playa Provides, uh, which literally make me want to gag. And I made a joke about two weeks ago. There was a storm, you remember, that hit California. And I was thinking to myself, I, I hope this doesn't make me a bad person for thinking this. I was thinking... You know, it's too bad that this didn't come maybe a week later and just completely wash out Burning Man because that would maybe be hilarious. And then maybe I wouldn't get all the burner posts. But you know what? It didn't happen. I just I just thought to myself, OK, maybe next year. But lo and behold, it it actually happened. And talk about a complete disaster. More than 80,000 people. They settled into Black Rock Desert. They had the hopes of partaking on drug fueled journeys and checking off the orgy dome. Yeah, the Orgy Dome actually exists. That is a thing. I have that confirmed. I spoke to someone yesterday. Uh, checking that off their bucket list. And then suddenly on Friday, the storm that I seemingly manifested hit. And it caused an absolute meltdown. There's a strange, like, dystopian feeling out here. Like, Burning Man paused in time. There's no music. There's always music. Also, the media people have been flying drones. And I don't have the drone permit. But I have the, I have the foot permit. Burning Man's canceled. Got a stick! And then I got to hop up, throw my bike in an art car, and drive around in an art car through like the mist and the dust storm and a little bit of raindrop. And it was pretty magical. Okay, so magical is not a way I would describe it. I actually have a friend who went to Burning Man and they got stuck out in that, that dust storm and then just when the rain started falling, he had to carry his friend's bike because they all have bikes out there because that's the only way to get around the desert. He had to carry the bike. It took them six hours to get back to their camp. So that is not exactly how I would describe magical, but shout out to my friend. I mean, that is the definition of a masculine strong man. So. The shirt holds true. Uh, okay, but let me get more into the devastation that occurred at Burning Man. There was two to three months of rain in 24 hours. It got so bad, they had to institute a travel ban. And of course, many people didn't listen. They wanted to get the hell out of there as quickly as they could. And as you can see, the congestion of the mass exodus was pretty much out of control. It took some people up to eight hours just to leave the site. And I'm not just talking common folk like you and me. Celebrities found themselves in the exact same positions. Chris Rock and Diplo, they even had to improvise a little bit and hitch a ride in a stranger's pickup truck to get out. 
I like how Chris Rock really wanted some cold brew. I mean, that's some first world problems right there. You're stuck in the desert, a mud storm, a dust storm, and you want some cold brew. But hey, props to you, priorities, right? Uh, bottom line here though, everybody, if there was the smallest chance in me, that, that I will say, I will admit, it did exist up until this point, that was like, maybe I'll just go to Burning Man at some point just to say I did it, right? Just to check it off my list. That piece is gone. I have zero desire to go to Burning Man. Uh, and I can only wait to see what next year holds. But now, everyone, it is time to focus on what is really important. The NFL season, the regular season, starts tonight. It's the Lions versus the Chiefs in KC. And I am excited because, you know, if you check out my Wikipedia page, check out my career trajectory. I actually lived in Kansas City several years ago. It wasn't when they were good. It wasn't when they were winning Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes was not there quite yet. Uh, but I have some fondness in my heart for KC. So definitely going to be watching that game, of course. I mean, what else would I be doing anyways um, besides watching the first game of the NFL season? But there's also something else that's important that we really should not neglect to mention, and that is that I will be right back in the seat tomorrow for the second edition of Outkick the Morning. So everyone, please do me a favor before that time comes. Show me some love. Leave a comment right under the video. Hit the like button, and do not forget to subscribe. Also, I'm all about feedback, so if there's a topic that you want to hear me talk about, something that really interests you, it can be literally whatever you want. We do not, we do not discriminate here on Outkick the Morning. Make sure to shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram, and with that, everyone, I leave you with this. Toxic masculinity is hot, and that is mainly because it does not exist. Everybody, thank you so much for being here for the debut of Outkick the Morning. I am so happy to have you, so happy to be here. And with that, I will see all of you tomorrow.